Your favorite PGA and LPGA legends, pros and top instructors are right here every week on Next on the Tee. Join Chris as the greats of the game share their stories, insights and playing lessons. Now, back to Chris and more of the show. All right, now joining me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is PGA Tour Pro Zach Sucher. Let me give you some background on Zach. He is from right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Played his college golf over at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, where, like I said a moment ago, he was one of the most decorated players in school history. Won seven tournaments while he was there, including the 2008 NCAA East Regional and the Conference USA Championship. He holds a school record for low round with a 62 at that 2008 East Regional. He was the 2007-2008 Conference USA Player of the Year, and he was named All-Conference his junior and senior seasons, and he was a two-time All-American as well. Turned pro back in 2009 and played out on the NGA Hooters Tour. Moved over to the Web.com Tour from 2011 to 2014 and got his first professional win at the 2014 Midwest Classic, winning that tournament by three strokes over Aaron Watkins. Finished 14th that year on the Web.com Tour Finals, earning his PGA Tour card. And according to his profile on PGATour.com, he's done some pretty interesting things outside of the game as well, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And I am honored he is with me here tonight on Next on the Tee. Hey, Zach, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. So, Zach, there's a lot of things I want to get into tonight, you know, about your time at UAB and, and out on both tours. But a couple of things on your PGA Tour profile page caught my attention when I was doing the research <laughs> on your background. First, it says you used to perform in a Backstreet Boys cover band. Tell me about that. <laughs> well, that that was um, we were going through all their bio questions uh, to start the year. Our first time on the Web.com tour. Um, I was having some fun with my caddy. We were thinking up some pretty good things to say, and uh, that was that's probably my favorite thing I put on there. It's not true. It's more like a dream. Um, but I've had some uh, pretty fun interviews since then, which has been nice. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Okay, so that begs the question, because something else, says, it also says that you wrestled an alligator. Is that true? Well, I have, gra- well, okay, so I've, I've spent most of my life in Mobile. Um, wrestle is a strong word. I have grabbed a few. Um, nothing over like six, seven feet, but I have uh, I've picked up some alligators, so that, that counts as true. <laughs> they fight back a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so you know, you're, you're not out there like Gatorland wrestling around as a, as a gator wrestler in the off season, chasing down the big boys. That's right. I'm certainly not getting in the water to wrestle them. Um, if, if I'm if I'm doing anything, they're going to be on land. I, I got a little advantage there. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's let's go back to your time. You know, and and really in in the period you know ending high school, going into college, and you know, obviously picked UAB. Because as I was reading more details about you, you're not only a talented young golfer but you were an all-state basketball player as well. So talk about your, your, your route to UAB, but also how golf ended up winning out over basketball. Yeah, so um, so I love I loved basketball. Um, if I would have been like a foot taller, I might have given that a go. Um, uh, I don't think I had much chance. Um, well, I, I didn't have a chance, which I learned when I got to UAB, which is nice. Um, but I enjoyed basketball a lot. And so uh, wherever I went, 
I wanted to be interested in basketball. And uh, I kind of narrowed it down um, my senior year, beginning of my senior year, to UAB, Kentucky for basketball, and uh, in Alabama. And Alabama's never had that strong of a uh, strong of a basketball program. They're getting, they're getting better. But um, that year, I went to all the court. I went to my, my visits everywhere, and um, I loved UAB. Uh, but they were not nearly as good at basketball as Kentucky, obviously. And but I liked the golf better there. I liked the fact I could play all year. Um, I'm not. Uh, I like I like to play golf every day. And so I didn't want to uh, set those set those months out in the snow and hit golf balls indoors. It didn't seem very much fun. And the NCAA tournament came around, and that was the year uh, UAB knocked off number one Kentucky. I think it was the uh, round of. 32, I think. Um, and I was like, all right, that's it. UAB is awesome at basketball, too. I'm going. And uh, so that, that was kind of the decision to go to UAB. And, um, yeah, golf, golf was always golf was always going to be ahead of basketball. I, uh, I knew I knew early enough that I, I didn't stand much of a chance at six, at six foot and not that fast. I didn't stand much of a chance in basketball. Golf was obviously the right, the right choice for you. You had a lot of success at UAB. Several tournament individual and team titles came your way, including winning the individual and team conference USA championship back in 08, like I mentioned in your intro. Had to be a huge thrill for you and your teammates. Well, absolutely. We, um, I always felt like at UAB we were really close to being awesome. We never really clicked at the same time, and um, we did a few times, and that, that was one of them. We, uh, I, I felt like for my, in my four years there, we had more talent than than the team that seemed to show up most weeks. Um, like I said, we never seemed to put them together um, at the right time. But uh, it, it was awesome. Um, yeah, those we had about a year and a half, two years where where it was really fun. There, we were competing a lot of events, and uh, yeah, obviously made it made it to NCAA's a few times as a team, which was which was awesome. So. You win, you win the Conference USA tournament, right? You win the individual title. The team wins the team title. Tell me, what was it like afterwards? You, you guys sink the final putt. The tournament's over. How'd you guys celebrate the win? Oh, man. Uh, that was a long time ago. Um, I'm not sure if we did a whole lot that night. Um, to go wear a coat. I'm sure our coach took us somewhere good. It was in Texarkana, um, which isn't the biggest town. Um, I'm sure we took it to some restaurant there, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, once once we got back, we were all just uh, prepping for um, prepping for regionals, which was nice. So it was all kind of pretty quick there. We were interested to f- figure out where we got to go, uh, which was nice. Um, we still did that seedings. We were hoping we were going to be able to stay somewhere in the southeast, which we did, and um, which again, it's all luck, but it was it was nice. So yeah, I think we just got ready for the next step. So the year before, right, as I look over all the tournament titles that you guys won, the year before you won at, at Shoal Creek at the uh, Intercollegiate Championship. Shoal Creek, right, hosted a lot of, lot of major championships, a couple of PGA, some amateur championships, the, the Regents Tradition Championship, which is a major on the Champions Tour, just hosted the Women's U.S. Open a little over a week ago. So here you are. You get a win at Shoal Creek. What's it like winning on that golf tournament and then seeing all the other majors that have been played there, people that have won there, and your name is right up there alongside all of them. What's that like? 
it's pretty awesome. That uh, Schultz Creek is one of the reasons I came to UAB. Um, one of my favorite golf courses, definitely my favorite in the state by by a landslide. And um, like I said, it was one of the reasons I came to UAB. I, I had played it once um, before before the signing, and um, when I came from my visit, and he's rattling my coach is rattling off all the all the courses we played here, you know, most weeks. And um, when you mentioned that one, I was like, oh man, there's a, there's a good one to play every week. And so um, I've loved the course for probably 20 years now. Um, enjoying enjoy reading all the history about it, and um, so it's all it's it's um, it's nice to know that you can you can play well on a you know tour caliber golf course in college, which is great. We played a lot of a lot of easy ones. We played um, more easy courses than we played you know ones that. Even par to uh, you know five under will win. So Zach, looking over some of the other guys that have played their college golf at UAB, obviously Graham McDowell sticks out. He came along there a little bit prior to you, but have you gotten to know Graham and have you been able to spend some time with him, get his advice and counsel over the years? Um, a, a little bit. I have um, I've. I've play with him once and hoping to play with him a lot more um this next year he doesn't play in nearly as many events um since, since his uh major win he plays in more of the big events the ones that the rookies out there don't get into um but uh i've seen him a few times talked to me came um and talked to the team while i was at uab and uh, i've talked to him a couple times since then and um he's a great guy hopefully i'll play a lot more golf with him um ahead and he's uh he's set to be inducted into the UAB Athletics Hall of Fame a little bit later this year. And uh, following this year, the next Hall of Fame class isn't until 2020. Looks like they're going about every other year. But you got to be up for consideration for the you know for the Hall of Fame, right? Based on all the things you know you've done and you were able to accomplish while you're there. Is that something on your mind? I got to imagine that phone's got to ring for you at some point. Absolutely, I sure hope so. Um, it'd be it'd be quite an honor. Um, I haven't uh, I haven't thought about it much. I'm I'm pretty laid back, and so I've um, yeah, like I said, I, I hope so. But um, yeah, it'd be great if it happens. So as you left UAB and, and continued on with your golfing career, you made your way up through the Hooters Tour onto the Web.com Tour, and in 2014 you got your first professional win there at the Midwest Classic over a very good field that included not only runner-up Aaron Watkins, but also guys like Jason Gore, Rod Pampling, DJ Trahan, Brant Job, just to, just to name a few of the guys that were in the field that week. And your opening three rounds, outstanding, 66, 63, 64, on a Jack Nicholas course there at Lionsgate. Talk about what you remember from your first pro win. Oh, man, I remember a lot from that week. Um, I could, I'm, I'm sure I could take you through every shot. Um, the, uh, the, big, the big ones that stand out was the uh, – the 64 of the third round started out with a double in the first, so that was, um, was not, not a great way to start. A bounce back, burning the next few holes, which was nice. Um, kind of a settle back in. Um, and what I remember most is, is the final round. It went from playing really easy um, the first three days. It wasn't. Um, it, was a, it was a favorable wind. It wasn't that windy. Um, greens were soft, rolling good in the last day. Some wind blew, came up, went the other direction, was blowing probably 25 all day, and um, it was just a grind. The final round, I think I shot uh, 
even par or something the last day, one, one under, something like that. Um, right. And, uh, and I think there were, you know, it was so windy. It was, was kind of nice. There wasn't um, many good rounds to be had, so there wasn't much catching up, which is great. We talk an awful lot about the mental side of the game on this show. And as you mentioned, doubling the first hole in the third round, yet still coming back and shooting 64. How did, how did you mentally adjust? You know, you go out, obviously not the way you, you wanted to get your round started or, you know, no one wants to double any hole, right? How did you get your <laughs> mind right after making double to bounce back and have an outstanding round after that? Well, I think um – I think the next few holes helped a lot. I, I, uh, the first hole is hard. It's not, not double hard, but it's, it's a difficult hole. One of the harder ones in the course. And, uh, I think I went out and I was like, all right, we, you know, let's make some birdies after that. And I remember correctly, I hit it to about a foot on the next two holes. And so that kind of settled me down and like, okay, here we go. Back, back on track. And, um, I think I had a lead going into that round and lost it on the first two. So it wasn't a, uh, wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a good start, but, but the next two holes helped, helped to settle me back into, you know, playing more comfortable golf. And Zach, being out on the web.com tour, obviously the, 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 the sort of season within the season, if you will, right? The goal is to get into the top 25 so that you can get your right. PGA Tour card. So sometimes you're in a tournament within a tournament, right? You you can secure one of the top spots with a with a top finish. And as I was looking back over over your year there, you found yourself at the DAP Championship a couple of years ago, and you needed a top five finish to secure your standing in the top 25. You know, go through that tournament. You're there on 18 in the final round needing a birdie, to secure that top five spot. And it was a pretty packed leaderboard. You make birdie, you, you know, and now, now you're good and everything is fine for you and you're getting your tour card. If you make bogey, though, things could go the other direction for you. So you're standing there, you know, set up after a, uh, a good tee shot in the middle of the fairway, but left to the hole is death. Birdie is still right in front of you. How do you keep the negative thoughts of, oh, my goodness, if I go left here, I could really cost myself. But if I can make birdie here, I can secure my spot. How do you focus on the positive? Because you hit a heck of a golf shot, and then you end up securing, making birdie and securing your spot. How do you get your mind right to block out the, you know, what could go south for you and focus on the birdie you needed in front of you? Absolutely. That, that was one of the craziest days um, that I can remember playing golf. It was um, it was the fire. The fire group was me and, me and Bryson, um, DeChambeau out there, and we kind of – Battled all day long. We were always, you know, a couple ahead of the pack, and it was—it's an odd feeling. Um, not necessarily trying to win an event. Like I, I was obviously trying to win, but it's an odd feeling thinking like, at the end of the day, top five gets you gets the goal done. I mean, the, the the main goal of those four events is get to the PGA Tour, and so it's, it's a weird, it's a weird scenario because almost you know the whole year you play to win every tournament. Um, and then to get into, you know, one of those fields where you know, yeah, somewhere between 30 and 35,000 will secure your card guaranteed. And, um, so it, it was, it was odd. The whole day of the study was pretty odd. Um, and, and the last hole is, that, that's the most, it's probably the most pressure I've ever felt in golf was that last shot, knowing one shot is a difference in, um, 
I think it was it was a huge tie. If I paired, I think I still finished tied for fifth with like three other guys. And if I if I if I bogeyed, I dropped uh, ninth, which you know the the money drops off so fast that that leaves a lot of work to be done next the next few weeks. And so um, on that, and uh, it was a perfect number, which is great. Un- under the pressure, having a number that's um, a, a club you can just go after is is fantastic. There wasn't any any backing off of it or you know trying to feel something in there. It was just smashing eight iron. And, and, uh, which, which is great. It's, I think it's so much easier to swing hard under pressure. So, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I don't know what, I don't know what I secured right in my head. I was, I was feeling the pressure. So, uh, it was, yeah, obviously it worked out. So to, to that end, right. When you, when you find yourself in those situations, obviously you found yourself in those situations a bunch of times in college with the wins that you had. Here you are presented with it, with an opportunity to, you know, to achieve what your goal is all season long to get your tour card. But, you know, from a mental standpoint, are, are, are the negative thoughts coming in, into your head? Do you have a way to, to protect yourself or shield yourself from those thoughts? How do you keep your mind right? Um, I think it's just um, one staying focused on whatever your game plan was. Um, you know, we we didn't hit we that round. There wasn't many drivers to hit that round, but we never backed off and said this is the safer play. Um, it was always just stick to your target lines on the whole. And um, I, I think that's the first thing is is uh, not letting emotions get the better of you and and playing safer than you normally would. Or, um, or playing more aggressive um, than you normally would, but to, to, to play consistent golf. Um, n- number two, I think just having a good caddy that keeps it light is is huge. Um, I, I had a great caddy there that, um, yeah, we joked around the whole round, um, just had fun. I mean, it was, you know, obviously the pressure's there, but um, you, you got to have fun. And if you can't, I mean, that's that's what we play golf for is is to be in those moments. So um, just embracing it and, and enjoying it while you're out there. And, and Zach, you, you've used the term we a lot, and I love that, right? The, the, the sort of the, the team, if you will, you and your caddy out there. Talk about when you've got a caddy like that, right, and you're, you're working together and you, and you get into those sort of pressure situations, what are you talking about in between shots? How are you keeping it light so that uh, the pressure doesn't, you know, overcome you? And uh, you can you know, kind of take a mental breather, if you will, in between shots. Um, well, we we talked a lot about not. Um, I want to have like less than a minute of golf per shot, and everything else in between, I don't want to be focused on golf at all. Uh, is is the main goal, and so we get up there. A lot of times, I'm, I'm a very fast player, so a lot of times that involves. Um, wasting time before it's our turn to hit so that it's not I'm not sitting there ready to go for you know two minutes um over the golf ball so you know looking in the woods messing around quoting movies um we have about a hundred different little bets throughout the day um which is nice just stuff to keep you just stuff to keep it loose and not on golf. I mean, I, like I said, I want to be 30 seconds to a minute max per shot, and then 
nothing in between until the next shot is, is, the, is the goal, I think. Zach, just a couple more before we let you go. And, and one of the things I've always been curious about for guys playing out on tour, at, at what point in your, in your you know, golf career or your maturation out on the golf course, at what point do, does the gallery sort of fade away and you're, you become less conscious of all the people watching you and watching all of your shots to now they're just a part of the background and it no longer bothers you that you've got, you know, thousands of people watching your every move? Um, the gallery has never bothered me much in golf at all. It's, 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 it's more distracting when there's like three people there. Um, if you're out in the middle of the course and there's three people doing something, it seems to be more distracting than, than the, the huge crowds kind of blend in. And, um, what, you can't hear anything from either, which is nice. It's all just kind of like a, like a hum. And, uh, the big, the big crowds never, never bother us. I used to get, it's been a long time since I had it. I used to get first key. First tee jitters. I remember in high school and in college a lot, um, but I, I can't remember the last time I was I was nervous in the first tee. Hopefully, I'll get to the uh, Masters or one of those majors um, and have a feeling I'll feel it there. But uh, yeah, it, it's been nice. I haven't, um, like I said, I've, the, the crowds are great. Um, the bigger, the better. So Zach, we know you've been rehabbing through some injuries. What's uh, what's on your calendar? What are your plans for the rest of 2018? Oh, just uh, continuing um, physical therapy and um, you know starting to work, starting to work into actually hitting some golf clubs again. And then uh, the short game should be really, really good when I get back out. That's that's what I'm hoping. Um, it should be. It's not all I've been able to practice much. Um, yeah, I've had um, all the with all the left left side of my body injuries, being right-handed, it's been the you know, the leg that takes most of the most of the torque, I guess. And so. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm finally getting back into it, and uh, hopefully I'll be golfing, golfing soon. But uh, so far, it's just been focused on short games, which is which is the important part. So, Zach, I got to ask you, who do you like this weekend? Who who do you think uh, is uh, on top of the leaderboard come Sunday afternoon? Oh man, I I, I gotta like Dustin Johnson after this week. I know they're talking about that whole. Uh, that whole no one, no one's won the week after they've won for for a U.S. Open yet, but it looks pretty impressive last week. And uh, I mean that place, I played there a couple times. It's a pretty hard golf course, and he made it look easy. So yeah, if I if I was putting money on it, it'd, it'd be on him. So Zach, let our listeners know how can we stay up to date with all the things that you're doing, whether we're following you online or it's on social media. Um, man. So, social media, I'm, I'm starting to post more, which, uh, which I'm working on. Um, so that's probably the easiest thing, just to back simply on any social media to pop up. Well, Zach, I appreciate your time tonight. Thank you so much for taking time out of your night to come and be a part of the show. I hope you'll come back and, and join me again sometime. Keep us updated on uh, on how you're doing, how the rehab's going, and when we can uh, expect to see you back out on the golf course. It's been fantastic having you as part of the show tonight. Awesome. Yeah, this was great. Thank you so much for having me. Zach, thank you so much. All the best to you and your family. Hopefully we get the opportunity to catch up with you again real soon. Thank you. Absolutely. Love to be back on. Take care, Zach. That is Zach Sucher. And again, uh, you know, one of the great players in the history of UAB golf. And like I say, seven titles while he's in college, which is unbelievable. He certainly deserves to be in the UAB Athletic Hall of Fame. So I look forward to catching up and seeing that. And, and moreover, 
hopefully getting you know healthy again, getting back out on tour, and uh, what a wonderful guy, you know, fantastic. Hopefully we get the opportunity to have him back on the show again real soon. Hear some positive things about how he's feeling. 